The numbers we're hearing today about the other death toll is frightening. We're told how suicide rates in Australia are forecast to rise by up to 50% due to the economic and social impacts of the virus. What's more, deaths from suicide are tipped to outstrip deaths from the pandemic by as much as four times. The Australian reports world-leading research by the country's top mental health experts predicts the impact of the virus could result in an extra 1,500 deaths a year over the next five years. Now, at the moment, around 3,000 people a year take their own lives. So we're talking about a possible increase to around 4,500. What's more, youth suicides are forecast to make almost half of the increase. And the research also points to a generational mental health crisis linked directly to the pandemic. The research conducted by Sydney University's Brain and Mind Centre and backed by the Australian Medical Association is expected to be taken to National Cabinet next week by Health Minister Greg Hunt. How about they present it to the National Cabinet tomorrow morning? Professor Ian Hickey is the head of the Brain and Mind Centre. He's one of the foremost mental health experts in the country and he says we need to act now. He says, what happens in recessions, and we know this from the 2009 GFC, the Asian financial crisis and the Great Depression, is that suicide rates go up dramatically in a recession and they hurt the young the most. We can watch it and see it happening or we can get ahead of the curve. Professor Ian Hickey is on the line. Professor, thank you for your time. Good morning. You've spoken about the impact on the young why are they in particular being hit so hard when it comes to suicide? It's the time of life and the jobs that, and education that they're in. So young people are much more likely to be in casual employment, not have skills and training, much more likely to be employed in tourism, retail, uh, the hospitality sector, and also to be involved in higher education or vocational training, all of which are incredibly disrupted. They don't tend to have their own homes. They're more reliant on their parents. And they are the first who are affected and dislocated in these situations. It's also the time of life of onset of mental health problems. So you have this perfect storm of the risk of onset with all of the social risk factors that actually impact more on the young. So for older blokes like me who've got a really good job and got a house and got a family, got skills and can possibly move to other sectors, I'm in a completely different situation. Families break down, alcohol and drug use goes up. Domestic violence goes up. The size of the economic and social dislocation in recessions is huge, and this is a huge one. We have already gone to a 10% national unemployment rate from 5% just before the crisis. So it's not about – we talk about getting in front of the curve. We need to get in front of the curve right now if yeah. we are to prevent it. And that's, that's the challenge. It's great to see Greg Hunt say yesterday, yes, the Cabinet knows, and I've no doubt the Prime Minister knows it, but action needs to happen now. And what is compounded in these circumstances was has occurred to me because of a conversation I had with a friend of mine with four kids who's lost his job. And he said to me, if it was just losing the job in a normal recession, I could get on the road, get out there, get my CV ready, go and get go to workplaces and, and, and get a job back. At least half my income would be assured. But when there's a virus on, workplaces aren't there to offer you a job or to interview you. You can't actually go out and try and get a job. And so, you know, the mental stress of all of that must be incredibly. And that's a really important point you make. Normally in recessions, people move, they take opportunities, they do everything they can to support their families. So that actually the, the economy is functioning and people move to where the economy is active. But in other situations, not only the social distancing problem, but here... 
industries are now shut down. Tourism, hospitality, retail, there's a collapse in the higher education sector. So also young people in particular can't simply go find alternative work. No. It's really important, in fact, that governments support their education and training. What we saw in the 2009 crisis was young people move across, at least for a few years, into more training. And that needs to be training for jobs that really exist, but it needs to be government supported as well. And this is really, really hard in outer suburban Sydney and the outer parts of our cities and rural and regional cities where the higher rates, for example, Northern Rivers, where we did a lot of this work, has a 40% higher suicide rate already and a much higher youth suicide rate already mm-hmm. because circumstances in those areas, there's just not as much money, there's not as much asset, and there's not as much opportunity. Yeah, it's all well and good for people to say, oh, we, we, we haven't had zero new infections on a daily basis yet. Well, hold on a second. We are around the 100 mark in terms of deaths from the pandemic, which is terrible. It is terrible and upsetting to lose 100 people from this. But as you say, we'll have, you know, maybe even four times that amount of deaths because of the fact that we're locked down. So the National Cabinet meeting tomorrow, the Prime Minister has discussed, clearly the, the challenge for the National Cabinet, for the Prime Minister really specifically, is how do you do it? Australia's done a great job to dodge the bullet of the infection so far. But now the real challenge is, you've quite correctly identified, is how to make the economy work and particularly make it work in areas where it's struggling and industries which have actually collapsed. I'd also make the comment, these things don't last as long as the economic downturn. The impact on young people is prolonged. So for a year of economic downturn, you get about a five-year effect on suicide rates. Five-year effect? Yeah. Families are ruined. Businesses are ruined. Families fall apart. Young kids don't go on. So over the 2009 crisis, there was a lot of research that the kids who didn't get jobs, didn't get training, did not return to work when it was over. So the really big issues are not just short term. So Mm. the the challenge, and so Greg Hunt's commitment yesterday is really important. I'm sure the Prime Minister is on board with this. Actually, the issues require the economic, the job keeper, job seeker to hit the right places. Got to make sure they get to the people who need them, particularly in outer suburbs and rural and regional areas. And then the health system has to function to grab people before they go over the cliff, Mm. to actually grab people and support young people in particular. And the mental health system, really struggles. So the health system's got to lift its game, and I'm sure Minister Hunt is keen to do that, but he needs federal support and state support to do it. Yeah, well, on that state support, are you disappointed hearing what you've heard from the Premier this morning? Uh, I didn't actually hear that interview, but the issue is they've got to all work together. So states have got to work on these issues with the Commonwealth, the economic and the social, as well as organising our health response. We've not been good in Australia at organising the health response as well. So we've got to get our act together. You know, we've got our act together on the virus, at least to now, to contain the impact. The really big challenge now, many, many more lives will be lost through suicide than we can now see in relation to the virus. Yep. Get, on the, get really in front of the other curve, as you say. I've got to run, but thank you so much for your time this morning, Professor. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Okay, Professor Ian Hickey. And if you or someone you know needs a hand, you can call Lifeline 13 11 14 13 11 14.